0: Log Talk Radio
1: Come
2: on, come on, come on, come on! Week six is here. Welcome to the Asylum Fantasy Sports Sunday morning inside slant.
0: We are Flieger and Briggs. Welcome back into the asylum for your inside slant. Grab some coffee because you'll need to be uh, stimulated after all the fantasy opium that we'll be dishing out. Still
2: still doing the opium bit. You huh? betcha. Not giving up on that. We are going to make you calm. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Anyhow, you want to be part of the show and not use illicit drugs, you can email us, asylumfootball at gmail.com. At Asylum Football on Twitter, you can also call into the show, 646-668-8488. Rick, we were talking before we went on the air. Let's just start whining now. This job has gotten increasingly more difficult. Not that it was. Have you ever seen a coin flip year? This comes to my mind as I think, remember last week I declared I'm chasing points. I'm chasing touchdowns, which I don't like to do. Some weeks I think, well, we play the matchup. There's some weather concerns this week. I don't know what the... Uh, What's my angle this week? How am I making my decisions? Matchups don't seem to work. Injuries don't seem to work. Weather doesn't seem to work. There's a lot of things that just don't seem to work. Well, even worrying about
0: personal health (laughs) doesn't seem to work. You know, I.E. Tevin Coleman with sickle cell anemia up in the atmosphere of Denver. Uh, Boy, you know, playing
2: time could be limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I don't understand. There's a chance this young man could die. Number one, and that's probably is number one, right? I wouldn't. And think. then he's going up against the best defense we've seen since those 2000 Ravens. So obviously he's going to catch 100 yards receiving and get in the end zone, right? I mean we should have seen that. <laughs> so one of those weeks we will stick with it. Stick with us. I. What's tough is what I think normally by this, those first four weeks are always tough, right? You, you don't know what you have. You don't know who teams are. Things start to write the ship. We, we we see the direction teams are going in. Right. We see the direction players are going in. And you can sort of week five, week six, this is when we really get roll out. It's really tough this year, and I feel for fantasy owners. I don't know how many times I've left 60 points sitting on my bench, and I know fantasy owners everywhere are doing it. We are plowing through. I have my crack, my crack research staff on it, Rick. We are going to write this ship. We're going to find it.
0: Oh, yeah, and uh, before we go any further, kind of a light bye week. Tampa Bay and Minnesota, the only two teams on a bye. You know, some fantasy implications there, but certainly not like last week, and it won't be like, what, seven and nine? I yeah, believe, really
2: are, heavy as well. Yeah, those but are uh, going to be – we're going to have some questions we never thought we'd answer, and that, those are going to be the type of weeks where you're going to take zeros in spots because you're not going to have enough guys to drop <laughs> to pick up right. someone to play. Always makes things interesting, especially it. you're talking week nine, you're getting awful close to the fantasy play. Is it time? The NFL never do it because you're not giving up a week's worth of revenue, but you just need to, after eight weeks, just shut it down for a week for fantasy
0: owners. Oh, I think so. You know, everybody has a buy in week eight and then we start all over again. And I think that would be logical, but, you know, be it far for me to,
2: Give the NFL logic. No, no, no patience for that, Rick. Quick quick
0: little discussion uh, that we can probably hit on on on, uh, next week's show. Starting to bear out in Minnesota just like it did the last time Adrian Peterson went out. You know, you have McKinnon getting the majority of the carries, but Asiata involved in the passing game. Red zone opportunities had over a 100 total yards last week and a touchdown. And I think it's just going to be more of the same. I think that's the key right there that they use them, you know, in coordination with
2: each other. And it works pretty well. Asiata is an interesting character. If you just put those guys side by side in pads, in helmets, Not and you stand you stand them beside each other. If I had to pick one, McKinnon would look like the pass catching back to me. Ozytta just must have one of those knacks, so yeah, we'll put that in the bucket for Wednesday. and the other one I think we have to talk about is the increased workload Devonte Bookers getting with c j and Andrew- over c j. Anderson, yeah. you know, Anderson had a bad game Thursday, did have that long touchdown cat catch call back late in the game. But but interesting there this is something that a lot of folks have been predicting for a long time and it seems to be coming to pass Booker in week 1 on his I believe it was his first carry put the ball on the ground he was a little slow to get his workload back but he's getting more and more and as the quarterback play seems to be deteriorate deteriorating there in Denver you wonder but we'll we'll put that in the bag for third yeah, Wednesday Denver's third. on a bit of a slide it'll be
0: yeah, so, it's going to be interesting. It shows you
2: how much difference your head coach makes. I think, though, I think that performance is totally different if the head coach is there on Thursday. I really do.
0: I do too, and I, I think. Uh, plus, it was a short week. Well, that's, and I'm he, tired of that. He runs to the to the hospital. It's got to be very disconcerting to all the players. Prep time is cut down. And, yeah, I mean, I think that was a big difference in that game, quite frankly. Especially
2: when you have young quarterbacks.
0: And and let's not um, minimize the fact that it was probably a win or Mike McCarthy maybe out of there in San Diego. Yeah. I mean, mean, boy, and
2: they tried every – you knew, right? Everyone knew they were going to recover that on sides. I mean, just everybody knew there was no question about it. And you wonder what that does for the San Diego season. I don't think – they were one of those teams that sort of – automatic L unless they're playing somebody with absolutely no offense just because they're going to find ways to lose. Does that maybe turn things around? They've been in games, should have won games against pretty much everyone they've played is finally getting over that hump especially against a team like denver maybe things turn and start heading the right direction for san diego
0: yeah it could be i mean it's certainly talented enough especially on the offensive side of the ball and and this know. is
2: after having lost danny woodhead after having lost keenan allen exactly. and antonio gates limited you it's time for us all to give philip rivers you've given plenty of love but for us all to give him the love that rick rick briggs does well we better
0: hit the headlines here i think uh you know some of the injury reports. Um, Fuller unlikely to play today. Is days and confused in the chat room. Reminded us, yeah, we'll get to it. I mean, he's probably <laughs> your eighth receiver on that team of yours. Well, on his <laughs> team, certainly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, this is big
2: news for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, days will just take him out and throw OBJ in. Yeah. Him. So <laughs> yeah, I
0: think I'll throw him bully in. Bully for flesh. him.
2: Sammy Coates, I guess, expected to give it a go. Uh, all the reports last night and even this morning are they're hopeful he can play. It kind of tells me with the limited amount of receivers that team has, he's going to give it. I thought that was injury. We talked all week about the laceration in the hand. Right? Now it's a fracture all of a sudden. So Yeah, I
0: know. It's uh, i tell you what, I think um... – you know, Darius Hayward Bay is not going to disappear from this offense. No, and I think Eli Rogers
2: coming Eli, back healthy that helps well, a lot. When too. we get to the start sits, we're going to talk a little bit more about him. I'm kind of excited about that. Of course, Jordan Reed out with the concussion. This uh, this makes me sick, Rick. When a guy I believe it's his fifth since he's been a pro. I don't officially. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if he had any in college or, but yeah, officially that's that's probably the right way to put it. I don't like that. And it was just sort of popped up, right? What was it, about Tuesday, Wednesday? It just sort of popped up. Yeah, he started up. exhibiting concussion-like symptoms, I, I don't, believe, at practice. I don't Max. like it.
0: No, that's uh, not good. And as a matter of fact, um, I told you before we came on the air, took my son to a college, you know, to visit. And it just so happens, um, I believe he's a junior or senior um, that went to the same high school my son did. Ran into him, was talking to him. He wasn't participating in practice. And, you know, my son asked him if he was injured. he goes, yeah, he goes, a concussion. He's missed three games.
2: Wow, one concussion. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's scary. And when you have a history of it, it, it just seems to grow. I, unfortunately, I think Jordan, we, we've gotten a year and five weeks where Jordan Reed's been clear. But when anytime his name and concussion are brought up, I, yeah. I, I cringe. I absolutely I do cringe. Too. Cam Newton, speaking of concussions, Cam Newton has cleared the protocol. He's going to start today against the Saints. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we pick games. Looks like Eddie Lacy is going to give it a go. He's still questionable, though, with that ankle injury. Jane Starks is out with a knee injury. Might see a whole lot of uh, – what can you tell me, Rick? Tell me everything you know right now about Aaron Ripkowski. This is a fine player. <laughs> you never heard that I, name. I have no idea why you're chuckling. He was likely the starter today, but it looks like Eddie Lacey's going to give it a go. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. may just air that ball out today. Well, yeah, we'll get
0: into that when we get into the predictions as well. Because, uh, yeah, I think you're going to see kind of an interesting game up in Green Bay today. I, I'm looking forward to that one. I, I think this is going to be a real telltale game when we get back to the debate on Tony Romo. Right? Yeah, yeah. I it. think
2: I think this will mean a lot. As the rookies start to, at least in terms of Trevor Simeon, and, well, I guess he's not a rookie, but, but you know what I mean. In all intents and purposes, Yeah, right. yeah, first-year players, they start. We saw it last week a little bit with Carson Wentz. As the rookies start to have some rookie moments, is this week Dak Prescott. But we'll worry about that later. How about the mess in Detroit, Rick? Theo Riddick out. Dwayne Washington very questionable there 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 is talk of Justin Forsett getting significant carries the coaching staff trying to convince us that Justin Forsett picked up on that offense real quick and everything's going to be hunky-dunky so you got Justin Forsett you got Zach Zenner I think this could be a 55 pass attempt game for Matt Stafford which quite frankly doesn't usually work out well for him
0: not typically that's for sure and um You know, one thing about Justin Forsett is he is a veteran, and when you're a running back, I mean, a lot of the plays are the same. You're running off right tackle, left tackle, et cetera. It's not that big of a deal. You know, you may not see a complicated um, backfield pass attack, something of that nature, but I, I don't think it's the same as, as we saw with Ocho Cinco in New England, trying to capture some of these right, these passing attack offenses. So, yeah, I mean, he could be
2: used quite heavily. I mean, he'll have a whole lot of choice. No, almost going to have to if that's what you're down to. Your boy Latavius Murray out again with that turf toe, Rashad Jennings. Sounds like he's going to give it a go against the Ravens. I'd, I'd be real hesitant to use Rashad Jennings unless I was in quite a bind. Uh, word all week was Des Bryant had a chance to go this week against the Packers. Although word is that he's likely out now. This morning, what was it? Brian unlikely is the headline I read. I'm not going to sit here and read you the story. So I uh, monitor that. I guess that four o'clock game. I'm not messing with Des Rick, even if he comes. But I've said it a hundred times. He has a history of not playing well when he's nicked up. When he's healthy, he's one of the 10 best in this league. But when he's nicked up, he struggles. He's not the kind of guy who can seem to play through an injury.
0: Yeah, he's just too – it's just not in his nature. He's not a a smooth receiver. Right. I mean, that's about the only way. I mean, he's he's violent. He's up in the air, banging around. He's big, physical. And, yeah, I mean, when you're nicked up, you can't – do the things that make you this great receiver right? at 100%. And, and you're
2: right, he doesn't seem to perform nearly as well as, as other receivers. Back to those Steelers wide receivers, Marcus Wheaton out again with that shoulder, came back for for a brief two games. Uh, had a couple tough ones, so he is out. Things are going to be interesting for the Steelers. Steve Smith out for the uh, for the Ravens against the Giants today, Rick. That's tough for an offense that already can't move the ball. you got to take the heart and soul out of it. I know Mike Wallace expected to play, but dealing with those injury concerns as well, does Burchard Perriman said, but I think we see a whole lot of the running game coming out of the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah,
0: you'll see the running game in – as much as I I saw or liked what I saw la- at the end of last year with Kamar Aiken, you know, filling in when everybody was banged up yet again for Baltimore, he doesn't seem to be making much of an impact this year. And um, but I, I think you're going to see a lot of him this this week. You're
2: going to have to. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. Um, more hits for the Rams, Eric Ebron. He's or for the Lions against the Rams. Excuse me. Eric Ebron is out this week. Tyler Eifert, boy, there's a guy breaking my heart all over the place. Still dealing with that ankle plus that and a back injury. Tyler Eifert is out. And, of course, as Days of Confuse reported here, Will Fuller unlikely to play tonight. So that's the big, big injury headlines. Not a whole lot to keep an eye on. Rick, let's go to the phone lines to a man I believe you owe an apology to as you told him to sit Tevin Coleman last week. Jersey, Good morning. Man, you,
3: uh, yo, if I lost calls to you guys, you know that now.
1: Uh, <laughs>
3: um, I lost by 28 points, and guess what Kevin t- Coleman would have gave me? 29 and a half. There was my I, difference. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, think, think, the connection, I think the connection
0: is bad, Jersey. I have no idea who <laughs> we're talking to. I think this is just a harassing <laughs> phone call. <laughs>
3: hey, hey you, you know something? The reason why I didn't, I thought it would be a good matchup. But with the sickle cell trait and being in Denver, I figure, yeah, they may dress him but maybe limited. No way did I expect him to go off like that. Although there is a fantasy start thing I used to look at too. But they did. But I don't think they took that into consideration. So I played junior this week. So uh, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. I heard you say, because I got fuller in my standard league, I was going to play Meredith and what's his name? Yeah, I was gonna play Meredith and uh, Macklin because I don't know if full is a later game or not, but it looks like he's gonna be
2: no go, right?
3: From what I heard, you guys.
2: Yeah, they're the they're the 8:30 game, and all the reports coming out are he's likely out with that hamstring. Okay. Yeah, I can't take I can't take a late thing like that and 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 not use one of my my
3: early guys. Hey, quick question. Um, here's my scenario. In my in my PPR league against Junior, um, you know, I got Landry and Robinson on my receivers. You know, I got Stewart in this week, and I got David Johnson. I'm actually sitting Coleman because he's going against Seattle. But here's the thing. I, I got Shepard. I have Shepard as my flex. I, I could use flex. I mean, I could use Shepard. I could use Coleman. Or what I did is I picked up Chris Hogan. I dropped uh, that thin guy from uh, – Minnesota, because in week seven, if Jiggs comes back, uh, even though that guy, even though he gave me 29 points, I picked up that guy, Finn, or whatever his name was, the wide receiver for uh, Minnesota last week.
2: Oh, uh, Adam Thielen. Yeah. I got you now. All right, yeah. Yeah,
3: Thielen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thielen. Yeah, I picked him up. But I dropped him and picked up Hogan, because Hogan's he's not a bad part of that offense. He might get four catches, but like last week, he had 114 yards. So, these start, start I mean, I got Hogan. I got Ware, who I'm not going to use. I got Coleman, and I got and I have uh, 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 Shepard as my as my flex. Which one of those three do you like in the PPR league better
2: this week? Hogan,
3: um, Coleman, or uh, Sterling Shepard
2: going against Baltimore? Yeah, that's a good problem to have there. Hogan's interesting. I'm I'm taking. We we talked a lot, uh, earlier in the week on the show, right? I'm taking a wait on Hogan. I think Jersey nailed it there, where he's going to have four catches, five catches. They're going to work those tight ends a lot, so how much is Hogan going to touch the ball? Does he bust the big plate? Does he find the end zone? Something like that. This comes down to shepard Coleman for me, Ray. I'm going to... Do we dare sit Devin Coleman again? I, I, I think you do going up against the Seattle, but I thought you did going up against the Denver as well. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's the problem. You're sitting here thinking, you know, well, it's a tough defense. You still have Devontae Freeman and so forth. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing we are talking, actually, before we come on the air, New York Giants offense has certainly been anything but stellar as well. And, um, you know, Shepard's averaging, what, about four catches a game as well. I'm tempted to go to Coleman. In this situation, I think Atlanta is going to be forced to use, just pull everything out of the basket to try to get a win in Seattle. I, I think I'm tempted to go Coleman.
2: Yeah, I, I think what I look at is the way they chose to move the ball last week. And Tevin Coleman in the passing game, they knew they couldn't go down the field. They knew they couldn't have Matt Ryan standing back there in the shooting gallery. So I agree. They're going to find – this is your PPR league. I think they're going to throw his way several times. Is he going to put up 100 again? Probably not. Is he going to have a long touchdown? That's kind of a wing and a prayer. That's a sort of a big hope. But I agree. Shepard, you still got Victor Cruz who got no no work last week. I think you got to make him happy. Odell Beckham's turnaround. I, I worry about Eli. Now it's a good matchup with the Redskins. But I think Tevin Coleman, you saw last week, you know, much to our chagrin and, and yours obviously, Jersey, that when in doubt, yeah, you know, Julio Jones is probably gonna struggle. He's gonna be blanketed. That Tevin Coleman's the second option in the passing game. I think I go that way in a PPR. If this was a standard league, I think we go somewhere else, but yeah. in a PPR, I'm going to try to get the makeup call and go with Coleman here. Yeah, because I I, yeah, Cause I am starting I, Coleman in
3: standard league because I, I have Cause Hill, and I have and I get D'Angelo Williams, so I don't um, trust Hill don't anymore. Trust every him. time I play him, he doesn't uh, squat. So I figure I'll take a chance with him in my standard league. So all right, I'll go with I'll I'll, I'll try Coleman this week We'll see if he he never has back-to-back good weeks. I've noticed weeks that, that but happened. who knows? You know, may, maybe he'll give me he gives me ten. 12, 13 points, that's what they're expecting. Because I lost Reed this week. I don't have Jordan Reed gone, so I, I have Pitta in there. So that's why I say I'm trying to hey, – right now I'm about I'm a point or two less than Junior,
2: and, you know, for the matchup. But that don't mean nothing, you know what I mean? So, no, no, All right. You see some wacky exactly. stuff there. Yeah, I think I think you're right. With Coleman, I think you can pretty much write down four or five catches. I don't think I can say that about Shepard or Hogan. There, there's a possibility either one could have big weeks. I think you can write in five catches for Coleman this week and then see where the yardage takes you. And if he finds the end zone, then you're all the further ahead. So that, that's my logic on that one.
3: I right, I'll definitely, I'll definitely do that one there. And uh, like I said, hopefully, it's, like I said, hey, things happen. We all, with the Coleman situation, a lot of people with the second cell trait, you know, they may say they're going to play somebody. And like you said, I, I thought maybe they are use them fairly and we all thought that, you know. So he would have thought he put up 29 points, which would have been enough to win. But hey, but, but if I didn't pick up steel, I, I would have never got 29 or 28 points from him. So, uh, you know, it, it is it is what it is. So, you do you like me dropping deal for Hogan going forward as another option to have? Because if big, I don't know how much steel will play. What's your opinion on that? I'll let you shoot.
2: Yeah, that's. <laughs> There, there seems to he feels like one of those guys who he, he reminds me of a Cole Beasley almost, Rick. Where when you're as you're watching the game, it seems like he constantly is getting the ball. He's constantly being right. targeted. He had the big week last week, but at the end of the game, he's got four catches for 60 yards, four catches for 45 yards, something like. He's sort of one of those guys where. Look, they're not the most prolific offense in the world. They want to run the ball, even with Adrian Peterson gone. You got Kyle Rudolph getting the goal line carry. They're getting Cordell Patterson involved. Stephon Diggs is going to be the first option. He's sort of right. buried there. I think he's going to pop up and have these big gains. But yeah, Jersey, if you, I think if you can get somebody who's going to be a bigger part of their offense, I have no, no issue with that. You know, Meredith is an interesting case study. I, I you wonder, I don't know how often. We're going to see what we saw out of Cameron Meredith last week. It took me by surprise once we found right. out Eddie Royal was going to play. I think we had a question about it on the show last week, and we basically said, you know, I think he's worth a flyer unless Eddie Royal plays. Right. There, there was a matchup situation going there. They, they found something. Is Eddie, but. Is Going forward between Thielen and Meredith, if you look up, Eddie Royal's perpetually banged up. Alshon Jeffrey's been questionable since 2011. Right. So I think right. there's yeah. going to be opportunities in the right matchup to get a Meredith out there. So, yeah, if I had to pick those two rest of the season, I'm going Meredith. Right. Yeah, I would too I, I,
0: because I think essentially he's going to put Eddie Royal out of a job. Thielen, yep. conversely, I mean, even when Peterson was playing and Diggs was playing from week one, you know, I mean, you go week one, he was four catches for 54. Uh, week two, he four catches for 41. Three catches, 29. Two catches, 21. Then, of course, he had he exploded last week against Houston. He's always going to be involved in the game. You're going to have that one big game. But I think you're looking at about a, a four-catch, 50-yard guy, Yeah, you know, generally. I mean, and as Rick said, they're not the most prolific offense out there. Although Bradford is opening things up a little bit, which is which is good news. But, um, no, I mean, I, I think I would go with a Meredith over a Thielen. But, you know, and who was who else you were trading or dropping for? That was it. Okay, just, okay.
3: Yeah, I, I think that's a good move. Okay. Yeah, because, like I said, I picked up Steele last week, and I just dropped him for Hogan in my PPR league. And I do have – uh, Meredith in there, and I drop for Eddie Royal. It seems like, from what I hear, guys, the inside information, that Hoyer and Meredith have a nice relationship, because Hoyer was the number two quarterback, and exactly. Meredith was They work together a lot, so they're, they're looking to target him. Like you said, Jeffries is banged up, Royal's banged up, so apparently he has a connection with the guy. So It looks like i got a start, because I can't trust Alan Hearns this week, um, and I can't trust Fuller, so, so I guess it'll be Meredith and... Uh, Macklin in my in my uh P early, you know what I mean? Or my, excuse me, my standard league. So I'll do it that I way. I like it.
2: But, I want to get as many pieces yeah, as I can in the lineup against the Raiders this week, so I love Macklin.
3: I I, I figure Macklin will finally be good, but hey guys, I really appreciate Aaron. Hey, I don't blame nobody for last week. Like I said with Coleman, that's just one of them things you know, it just there was no right or wrong decision based on how he was going to play. So but for future times now I'll know. If they're if they're playing Denver again, I know they'll play Coleman. So they yeah. learn more, they said. Uh, doing it but I appreciate the guy I don't want to hold you up too much long, in case you got people calling in but thanks again guys for this week's information I appreciate it best of luck to you guys we'll chat again next Sunday and uh, enjoy your weekend thanks a lot guys I appreciate it all,
2: all right. right good, good right, week Jerry. Jersey good, good to good hear everybody all right Ray we got call stacking up a problem all we don't right. usually have here let's go to I believe area code 860 is Mr. Dean in connect connect I cut
1: <laughs> hey guys what's up man
2: not
0: much. How about you, Dean?
1: Uh, I'm doing good. Unlike Jersey, I'm not going to blame you for my bath I took last week. Uh, cause there, I mean, with Lamar Miller, oh, man, he was abysmal last week, dude. And Fuller with one one catch for four yards. You know what? Tyrell Williams did kind of go off last week, man. I think he had like, a, I don't know, he had a 20-something. 22 fantasy points, that's either here or there. Now, look, man, I know you don't want to hear this question, but uh, shoot, that New Orleans-Carolina game should be a barn burner. i got to bring up Colby bring Fleener. Up Colby. Would you play Fleener or, or go with Ertz to safer for a route there? I am playing Willie Sneed, by the way, so.
0: You know, you know Fleener or Ertz... I, Ertz doesn't blow my skirt off, to be honest with you. I, I I may even gamble with your little Kobe Fleener gimmick here, Dean, to be honest with you. I, I think that uh, New Orleans, I, oh. if he, Cam comes back okay, I think it's actually going to be a pretty high-scoring affair. And I have no problem with Fleener today.
1: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah, look, Z- got- Ertz is a safer player, right? Right, Dean. We know that he, he's going to touch the ball. Washington's a really good matchup for him, but I, I'll tell you what—you know—he's—he's he's been a disappointment. But it's—it's it's a roll of the dice play. Is, is there any chance he? You know, I'm trying to look up what the Panthers do against uh, against tight ends. They're giving up an average of ten points a week against fantasy tight ends, so it's an interesting play. Ertz, I, I think they're going to try to estab- establish that run game a, a good bit going up against Washington. I, it yeah. makes me yeah. sick. I get a, that pit in my stomach saying it, but I think I agree. I think Fleener, if there's going to be a matchup where where he's going to get where he's going to get off a little bit. You know, you got, they're going to try and take Kelvin Benjamin away. They've been weak in the secondary. <laughs> I think, I think it's, I think it's Fleener here, but if you want to play it safe, I'm starting Ertz in three different leagues this week as well. Cause I don't, I yeah, don't I own any.
1: I, I think Philly's just going to run the ball all day and not even have to throw
2: that. Why would you try? Why would you put Carson Wentz in that situation? Yeah, although Washington doesn't have the greatest pass rush, they've, they've been able to turn people over a little bit, ask Eli Manning. So, yeah, turn around and give the ball to Ryan Matthews. They're going to get Darren Sproles really involved. He's the type of player that just kills Washington. And, and, look, Panthers are weak. You know, they are vulnerable against the tight end. So, I think Fleener's the guy. I, I'm i nauseous saying it, Dean. i got to be honest. I'm absolutely nauseous. Yeah,
1: I hear you. Would you start, uh, would you start Fleener over Pitta?
2: No,
0: not with uh, Smith banged up and just, the, you know, Flacco is losing weapons right and left. And and I think you're going to, he's going to have to go to somebody he's pretty comfortable with, you know, if if nothing else for, for dump off situations. And, you know, Pitta and him have been together. I know it's just been awful. It's a roller coaster with Baltimore, but I think he's probably a fairly safe play uh from that standpoint.
1: Yeah, Pitta I, I was I heard somewhere that Pitta has zero red zone red zone targets this year.
2: But you think yeah, Pitta they, would
1: be better better than uh Fleener?
2: I, I I'm gonna I hate doing this too. I'm gonna have to disagree. I, I'm sticking with Fleener. Pitta had that big performance. He's been bad other 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 way around. You know, the Giants even the Giants limited Jordan Reed for whatever reason while they can't get to the quarterback. They seem to they have good linebackers who are able to take away the the tight end position and cover that tight end position. <clears throat> I'm done messing with Pitt. I like I agree with you, Rick, where he's going to get opportunities as banged up as they are with Steve Smith being out. But that I can, I can never even pronounce his name, the fullback for Baltimore. I don't want to say it wrong. He sure seems it. to be yeah, yeah, he yeah. seems to be the guy getting Dennis Pitta's target. It's still – I can't believe I'm saying it. It's Kobe well, Fleener.
0: Look, he had 59 yards last week against Washington, but that was on seven catches. If you're PPR, Dean, I, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, granted, yeah. he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, and they're playing the Giants this week. I don't know. I, I think Pitta's, you know, fairly safe as far as that goes. I mean, you know, he's he's going to be anywhere, I think – Three to eight catches, quite frankly. I mean, it, it's um, – he, he's a yep. little up and down, but but I think he's getting plenty of look, you know, with this offense, just the way it's banged up.
1: Yeah, this is getting ridiculous here, man. I cannot keep carrying three tight ends. i got to drop one today. You know, my big question I really wanted to ask, that was kind of a sidebar. Nope. I got Fuller. Obviously, I can't play him. I picked up Sammy Coates. Man, that dude drops passes with healthy hands. I don't think I can, even if he plays, man, with a busted thumb and stitches and a cast. I mean, I don't. I got Cameron uh, Meredith, but dude, do you think I should go get Eli Rogers right now and play him over Meredith, or should I roll freaking Coats out there?
0: I like Meredith, quite frankly. That's, that's over me. Eli I Rogers.
4: Think-
2: Go ahead. Hey, I'm allowed to fake, (laughs) (laughs) Pat.
4: We don't
2: don't pay you to think. Yeah, I mean, look, you always sit Sammy Coates at your own peril. He could at any time do what he did last week. But I agree with you. He he can only catch half of them (laughs) with good hands. Now we find out this finger's fractured, not just lacerated. So I'm worried about that. Eli Rogers is going to have a big role in this offense this week. Let's say Sammy Coates doesn't end up going or we find out he's hurt early on. Marcus Wheaton's out. I like Eli Rogers there. In
0: that scenario, you're right. I mean, with, with if Coates is out, Dean, and, God, you may have 30 seconds to switch your lineup to find out. Who knows? But, yeah, with Wheaton out, you know Rogers is going to get a ton of looks.
2: But I'm, I'm yeah. taking Coates out. This comes down to Cameron Meredith, Eli Rogers. Love what Cameron Meredith did last week. Let's remember who he did it again. Look, right. Jacksonville, the 85 Bears, they are not. But they're not that Indianapolis Colts disaster of a secondary. Eli Rogers is probably going to be the, the third option in the Steelers offense who has the potential to put up 450 yards every single week. I'm going to go with Eli Rogers. Yeah, even, even with Coates, even if he does go,
0: Wheaton out I think that that perpetuates uh the importance of Eli Rogers so we're going to put you at ease and go Eli Rogers how's that all right
1: man I'm going to go pick him up right now then and uh Uh, stick him in my flex hey man if Lamar Miller don't do it today against the Colts he's never going to do it right
2: yeah, you it, would think so. It, it's a Brock Osweiler problem. It's not really a Lamar Miller problem. Give him the ball, Nobody has any respect for Brock Osweiler. I think he could get it rolling today. Get things opened up. I, ex- I expect a big game from DeAndre Hopkins. Anybody playing that that Colts <laughs> team? It, it's like when you play all your all your offensive players against the Saints. That's who the Colts are this year. So I think Lamar Miller salvages it for you for one week, anyhow.
1: All right, guys, thanks for all the advice, and uh, you have a good Sunday
4: there. Sunday
2: there. Hey, you too, Dean. Good luck, buddy. All right, good to hear from you, Dean. All right, and last one in the queue, area code 704, maybe, maybe. There it is. Good morning.
4: Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing today?
2: Great. How's it going?
4: Good, good. Hey, uh, I've been riding this Eli Manning train for the last four weeks,
2: uh, that's he was a bumpy great week, number
4: man. one. He has cost me a victory the last three weeks. And I play in a 10-team league, and I'm looking out at the free agent pool, and I want to get your take on four quarterbacks that are out there that I could use to replace Eli. I have uh, Dalton, Scott, Bortles, and Wentz.
2: Dalton Prescott Bortles and Wentz I would certainly for for this week I would play uh, I don't like Dalton I think they're going to get behind and they they could fling it around but I don't trust Dalton and their ineptitude in the red zone Rick it really scares me Wentz should have a good matchup against Washington I just got a feeling there Dak Prescott I don't him going to Green Bay. Blake Bortles is a name that sticks out to me. If you just put them in a vacuum, and you told me Blake Bortles against Chicago, or Eli Manning against Washington, or not not against Washington, Baltimore. excuse me, against Baltimore, which is a tough match. I think this is Blake Bortles, and I think Blake Bortles really sets himself apart from this group to include Eli Manning.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to agree there. I own a lot of Blake Bortles in, in my fantasy leagues, and although I've been you know, really disappointed in the expectations of the Jacksonville offense. Bortles really, even when they fell behind, he was getting the garbage time points for me, and then in the victory last week he did okay. I think Bortles is at least you c- you can pull up all his stats and everything in in your fantasy league and look, he's pretty pretty consistent the whole way down. He's not that, you know, Eli up and down train. And and I think Bortles actually, I think is, is an upgrade for Eli Manning. You may lose some weeks on, on Eli exploding, but, um, you know, I really like Bortles. That offense is just too talented. I think for him to, you know, I don't think they're going to suffer. You know, if you've listened to the show, I'm a Jacksonville sympathist. I still think that this, uh, uh, division is theirs, and I think they're going to crank
2: it up a little bit. And I, I think Bortles is going to help you out. And let's assign some numbers to it. Rick Eli Manning since week one is averaging fourteen points of fantasy points a game. The Baltimore Ravens this season are giving up fifteen points a game to quarterbacks. So I think we know where Eli Manning's going to go. Right. So there's certainly more upside with a Blake Bortles.
4: So would I? Would I hold on to Bortles and maybe pick up a uh, Wentz? We're, uh, press as a backup and just rely all together?
2: Well, you know, if you want – in a 10-team league, I don't think you need to carry – a quarterback, the likes of a Wentz or a Prescott. I think they're going to be out there if you ever find yourself in the situation you need them, or to use Rick's favorite phrase, if you want a stream quarterback, yeah, right. I think those guys are going to be out there. If this is a 14-team league, I'd maybe tell you, yeah, let's pick up a Carson Wentz. Because, look, there, there's the there's a the concern of Prescott. They're going to sit him down when Romo comes. but We won't even go down that road. So I don't think you need to carry somebody to that level. I'd pick up Bortles. You know, maybe hold on to Eli. He tends to sort of snap, too. I'm not sure that's going to happen this year. But I don't think you need to carry a Wentz. I think he's going to be there if you ever need him in a 10-team league. Yeah, if
0: you got a Bortles and Eli sitting on your bench or or if you just drop – yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even drop him. If you got somebody to drop and you're wanting to carry two, I think Eli's probably certainly sufficient to carry. He's he's obviously capable – for huge numbers. You don't know about Wentz and so forth, but, you know, I think Eli is a, a good backup on your bench if you're going to have Bortles. All
4: right, uh, last question. Uh, last flex question um, I was just, I have both guys that you guys and were just guys talking just about recently. I, I have Eli Rogers and I have uh, TJ Yeldon. I was wondering who should I play
2: today for the flex position? Ooh, that, that's tough.
0: You know, Rick and I actually were having a uh, conversation off air in one of my legs. I'm sitting here with T.J. Yeldon and Alan Hearns. And, yeah, I was actually convetching over which one to throw in the flex. I'm thinking with Wheaton out, I'm not so sure that um, Eli Rogers isn't to play with that high-powered offense of Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. He he's going to be that number 1 guy coming out of the flex. T.J. Yeldon, I really like him. And what we were talking about off-air was how safe of an option T.J. Yeldon is. He isn't going to have a huge game. He's not great around the goal line, but he's going to have some catches. He's going to get some carries. So, if you're if you're in pretty good shape and you just want to play it safe, then maybe T.J. Yeldon. Problem is, Chris Ivory, it's being reported he's finally back to 100%. He's ready to go. I think they start working him in more. And I think you see Rodgers. We saw it in week one while Wheaton was out or while Wheaton was struggling and before he got nicked up. Rodgers is somebody Roethlisberger trusts with all the injuries to, to Sammy Coates and Marcus Wheaton in that Steelers pass offense. This guy becomes probably the number two wide receiver, still the fourth option, but the number two wide receiver. I'm going to go with Eli Rodgers this week.
4: All right. I appreciate it, guys. I'll uh, call in next week and give you my update, see if I get <laughs> finally get a victory here.
2: <laughs> all right. We appreciate I it. Certainly it was great to hear so. from you. Have a Thank great you. Week. Take care. All right. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of fun. All right. Well, let's get to the I'd chat room. Scolding from, uh, from Jersey and Dean. That's all right. We deserve Oh, yeah. We deserve that one. Yeah, we, we can take Why's it. Dean got to call him with Kobe Fleener? Come on, man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Dean, if you're still listening, why don't you just drop him? <laughs> I think he did. He must have picked him back <laughs> up. I think he dropped him at once. Yeah. This is his C.J. Anderson, Ronnie Hillman last year. He just likes to torture us. This is a... Flip a coin, you're a loser either way. Yeah, yeah. this is flip a coin that lands on its head. He edge. probably doesn't even own any of these guys. He probably, <laughs> probably, probably does that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have a couple of questions here. Standard, LeGarrette Blunt, Mark Ingram. Oh, boy. Got to be blunt, right? Probably, yeah. Assuming they're going to get ahead, you saw what Ezekiel Elliott. Even did. Even if they the, don't, I mean, the in the red
0: zone year. or using him. Uh, yeah,
2: I, I think that's the thing with the way the tight. You don't know what to do. You know, Blunt was a safer play with Brady out. You don't know what they're going to ever going to do with the running backs as it is, but Brady makes it even worse. But yeah, I think Blunt's a safer play. Ingram's been a big disappointment thus far. He really has. Yeah, but he still has. I mean, he's the
0: guy in New Orleans. Right. I mean, he does so much more work than all the other guys combined in that backfield. So he's going to get the work. And, but, you know, as I last week on the show, Carolina, as bad as they are, statistically, they're still the number one red zone defense in the league. And, you know, I think you're going to look or uh, you're going to look at Drew Brees. If you're going to score on them, He's probably going to pass. He's probably going to have three touchdown passes today. Wouldn't surprise me at all. So I think Blunt's the play there. Yeah,
2: I I agree. That's closer for me, I think, than it is for you. But I agree.
0: Carson Wentz. Carson Palmer.
2: Well, you know what? That, that's a tough matchup there because Philadelphia has clearly the better matchup going against Philadelphia, although this I Jets – Washington, Or Washington, right? I mean. I, why, I, and I want them playing the Giants.
0: <laughs> they, well, no, you said Philadelphia twice. Yeah,
2: and then I said the Giants to, to the previous caller, so I don't know why I'm struggling yeah. with that game so much. The Jets' defense isn't what we thought it was, but Carson Palmer, has he turned the corner to old and done? That that's a, that might be a bigger question than this it, starts, but I get that
0: feeling. Isn't Rick. it interesting though the the, um, the week that Drew Stanton had last week? I mean, they looked a bit abysmal, bit and Stanton come back. I mean, it was actually a must-win game, and they put the boots to him. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what Palmer does. I still I still think Palmer's the play. I mean, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. He's got the Floyd, better weapons Brown. by I, far. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to go Carson Palmer. Yeah. I
2: think the ceiling is much higher with Palmer. Yeah. If I'm putting out my scales, which is what we got to do here, right? You know, the, the chip for the weapons goes in Palmer's. If everything else is equal, then we got the veteran versus the rookie. The matchup probably, I think, goes on the wind side. Right. If the scales tip towards Palmer, I, I think I'm going to go that way. It, it's I, I don't want to say it's close. I'm not comfortable with either guy. I don't know if I'm slow to the party on Carson Wentz, but yeah, give me yeah. a veteran here with, with Larry Fitzgerald and, and with the running back, everything they have going on there. Yeah, yeah I
0: agree. Okay. Um, standard. This is a good question. Jamal Charles, LeGarrette Blunt, Frank Gore. Oh, boy. Now, this is probably for um, DC's, third flex spot he probably has you know probably barry sanders and oj simpson and everybody else starting somewhere else and gotta
2: be charles right i think so they, they say 100 percent they say he's going to get a full workload andy reed off the bye we'll get into that when we pick the games here shortly that pathetic raiders defense yeah i, I think it's jamal charles gore I don't know what to make of that Houston defense right now With without J.J. Watt. They, they can be beat. They can be had. But I don't feel like – Gore gets limited work as it is. You're counting on some goal line touchdowns. You're counting on him. You know, he's been catching the ball a, a little more this year. Blunt, like I said, there's Jamal Charles is the surest bet here. This is finally your opportunity to get Jamal Charles in the lineup, so I'm going to do it. I'm almost basing my decision on that. I've waited for five weeks now. Here it is week six. I'll, I'm ready to do it. Give me my Jamal Charles, and I'll go down swinging with him. Yeah, I think I would too. Uh, yeah. oh. How would you like to have an opportunity to bench Blunt and Gore? Yeah, I know. I started Orleans Dark what, two well, weeks I, ago. Well, I guess <laughs> when you play in three-team leagues,
0: I guess that's what you do. I don't know. Okay. All right. We have. There's a question here. You have any thoughts on Ladarius Green? He's thinking about picking him up and stashing him, you know, seeing that he might be back as soon as next week. I gave you thoughts. I wouldn't. This is Jesse James' gig, and – I don't think Ladarius Green was brought into San Diego to take over for Antonio Gates, still hasn't done it. Hunter is. Right. That's a good Diego. point. That's a good point. Ladarius Green's not going to take the job away from Jesse James.
2: This is going Ladarius Green is going to be one of those things that's going to be really good for the Steelers, but it's not going to be good for your fantasy team. He's going to get some work, right? He's going to take some work away from Jesse James. What you're going to find with the Steelers team is similar to you know, Belichick and the Patriots. Steelers don't care about your fantasy team outside of, you know, Ben's going to make sure Antonio Brown gets his work. Le'Veon Bell's going to touch the ball on 35 or 40 percent of the snaps. And then the rest are going to be divvied up amongst Eli Rogers and Jesse James and Sammy Coates and Marcus Wheaton's going to get his chance. And you're just going to add Green to the mix. So,
0: you know, good luck
2: picking the week where he's the matchup, right? Okay. Bear in
0: mind this is Ladarius Green. He's new to Pittsburgh. He hasn't practiced. He hasn't played. This offense is clicking on all cylinders, even with injuries. They don't need him. Right. And, right. and, And like you said, Ben doesn't care about your fantasy. He doesn't care if Ladarius Green's happy. This isn't Heath Miller. No, no. You know, this is just Ladarius Green, who probably won't even be here next year. If he is, he's going to be in a backup role. I'm telling you. I wrote about this back in the spring when everybody was all excited about that. Like you said, I have their underwear over their heads mm-hmm. and that yeah. This is Jesse James gig. This is this he's a typical prototype of Heath Miller. That's what Ben likes. And and I'm telling you, it's Jesse James.
2: Make no mistake, where I'll disagree with you is I don't think Jesse James is so entrenched that Ladarius Green isn't going to get on the field and make an impact, but not for your fantasy. I'm not sure he's worth the, the roster space at this time.
0: I agree. Unless you have a guy in IR or something you want to well, dump, I mean that's fine. But I wouldn't be dumping someone as actually seeing action.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're in some 16-team, you know, three receiver flex or two flex type of league, certainly worth a stash. A stash, but in you know, in your average 12-team league, I, I I don't think there's any urgency to give Ladarius Green a, a roster spot. Exactly.
0: All right. Let's see if we're caught up here. Um, I think we are caught
2: up, so let's get rolling. All right, let's real quick, <clears throat> excuse me, as I check, I'm i having throat issues here. Listen to the show on the Arena Sports Network on Thursday. I'll tell you that story. I'm not going to waste everybody's time this morning, but true Asylumites and people who hate me will enjoy that story. Let's get to some starts. I did. <laughs> let's get to some starts and sits here, Rick, real quick. First thing I have to do, I do this, and it bears out 100% of the time. I have to tell you. I made a trade on Thursday where I picked up Aaron Rodgers, Gio Bernard, and Stefan Diggs. Now, Diggs is on by so you're safe. Aaron Rodgers and Gio Bernard are going to be terrible this week because the first week after I make a trade, and Rick's seen it, they may work out in the long run, but the first week after I make a deal, everybody I picked up goes in the absolute toilet. So just be prepared for that. I'm not telling you to sit Aaron right. Rodgers. I just want you to be prepared. Yeah,
0: I mean, we've heard the curse of the
2: Bambino, the Billy Goat curse. Well, this is the, the Flieger trade curse, yeah, and it, it works every, every time. Every single time. Now, what I don't know, I've never made a deal where I brought in somebody who's on a buy. So does the curse curse extended next week i don't know stefan Diggs is going to be tough next week because i've never been in this situation so yeah keep your eye on stefan Diggs for next week but rogers and bernard owners i apologize i didn't mean to but uh, you're you're going to struggle this week all right rick how about give me uh, one or two starts we don't have to give a ton of rationale just, just throw them out there you know with all the um questions surrounding his development I like Marcus Mariota against Cleveland today. (laughs) Anytime you can get somebody (laughs) in against Cleveland. Yeah, his rushing ability makes horrible decisions, turns the ball over. They're, they're going to run to DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry a ton. But, yeah, I think Mar- Mariota has a chance to make some plays. You know, just for everybody we answered, I, I hope we're right. in the Eli Rogers questions and where we went the Eli Rogers direction, I have him as my wide receiver start this week. Uh, not, you know, how we do our starts and sits. All He's right, not yeah. going to be the number one wide receiver of the week. But I have him out there. Another guy, Rick, who – Maybe getting obvious again, but Jimmy Graham coming off back-to-back 100-yard weeks finally seems to have that rapport with Russell Wilson. It's time to trust Jimmy Graham and get him in your lineup each and every week.
0: Yeah, I think so, too, and if you're in a deep league and you're looking for maybe a flex spot or something, I don't think Matt Jones is a bad play against Philadelphia. It's not the greatest matchup, but Philadelphia without Jordan Reed, you know, little passes out of the backfield, out in the flat, I think Matt Jones could see a lot of work
2: today. You wonder if Chris Thompson will see a little more of the field True. for that very reason. You no know,
0: doubt, but Matt Jones is still
2: the guy back in the backfield. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to feed him the ball. They're trying to get in there. So you, you hope for a touchdown there. Somebody you're sitting this week, Rick.
0: i tell you what. You may not want to hear it, but I don't think you have this guy on your team as your number one QB. I think Dak Prescott's a sit this week. Look, Green Bay is number one against the rush. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to t- have the tendency to air it out and make Dak Prescott beat them. And we may see a little bit of chink in the rookie armor this week. I may be wrong, but I think um, I'd side on the
2: air of caution with him. Yeah, my uh, my QB sits. Ma- air on the side of caution. How's that? For, for our English-speaking listeners, certainly. You know, my sits this week, I had two at quarterback, Stafford versus the Rams, no running game. That Rams defensive line is going to have the opportunity to just tee off against that. I think he probably throws for 300 yards, but he could have multiple turnovers. I think it's going to be a struggle there. And, you know, to going back to a, a question we answered for one of the callers, Eli Manning, I have him sit against the Ravens, and that's where I had that nugget. I'd actually done a yeah. little research. He's averaging 14 points fantasy points a game, standard. I think NFL.com scoring is what I was looking at. Ever since week one, and the Ravens are giving up 15, so I don't think you have to be any type of fantasy genius to figure out that your, your baseline is going to be 14 fantasy points. You can do better there. I worry a little bit, Rick, too, about Isaiah Crowell. Not so much against that Tennessee defense, who's been a lot better than I expected. But now, you know, I don't know. Who's even starting a quarterback? You know, Kessler maybe could go. I think Kessler's going today. I think uh, – who I don't know. There was somebody else. It was about. It doesn't matter. It's such a mess at the quarterback position. They're going to struggle moving the ball. And why wouldn't you take Crowell out, right? Just take him right. away and let one of these quarterbacks beat you. So I'm. I don't know with all the injuries if you have an opportunity to sit Crowell, but right. when in doubt, I'm leaning towards I think towards if you have Crowell an opportunity down. to
0: sit a running back, it's Jeremy Hill. Quite, <laughs> He's been quite, so quite bad. If you, if you don't have him out of your lineup, look, New England's ninth against the the rush. Cincinnati is 26th in the rush, and let's face it, a lot of their rushing yards is still Gio Bernard, and, and he's the PPR guy.
2: Yeah, and despite the fact that I made a trade and received Gio Bernard this week, this should set up as a Gio Bernard game. Cincinnati's going to be behind, you have to assume, being in New England. And they're going to move the ball a lot with with Tyler Eifert being out. It's going to be Gio Bernard through the air. So especially in PPR formats, Gio Bernard really should be a nice play. And I don't think there's going to be any room for an underperforming and a nicked-up Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill's banged up as well. So, yeah, I agree with that one 100%.
0: All right, let's clean up the – Let's clean up the um chat room, then we'll get the predictions here. Let's see. Standard flex from this pile. <laughs> Matt Jones, Dixon,
2: Artist Payne, or West.
0: Now, I'm assuming it's Terrence, not just
2: Kendrick. Yeah. So um It was Jones, Artist Payne, West. Which one am I missing? Dickson. Kenneth Dixon. Yes. Okay. All right, so this this comes down. Jonathan Stewart is back this week from everything I've read, so I'm taking Artist Paint out. I'm taking a wait and see on Dixon. It's probably going to come to fruition just by sheer will of the fantasy community who have been longing for Kenny right, Dixon. But- I'll I'll eat the first week he comes back. So for me, this is Terrence West. This is Matt Jones. You had Jones as a start, so I think I know where you're going. I'm leaning West here a little bit quite frankly, but but Dixon scares I'm, – I'm still going to go with West here. Uh, that's the direction I'm going yeah, to Yeah, I'm going to go Matt Jones slightly
0: over West. I am going to uh, wait and see with Dixon, like you, which, you know, to me just gives – Jones even more of an up because Dixon could, you know, take away some action. So I'm going Matt Jones in this one.
2: Yeah. I I'm efforting real quick. I'm trying to see if anybody has made any comment on what they expect Dixon's workload to be. So while I'm not going with Dixon, if they expect him to get significant work, I think just by default that this is Matt Jones. Right. But you know, I don't from what I've seen, Terrence West has moved the ball. You know, Dixon's healthy. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to take Jones because I don't know what West and Dixon's distribution of carries is going to be. So I don't I don't want to split that. If I'm going to be wrong, I'm not going to be wrong on the side of picking one of these Baltimore guys. Matt Jones, he's not going to be good. Granted, he's really not. I'm going to hope for a touchdown there. I think West has a bigger upside, but Dixon apparently is fully healthy. So I don't know what that distribution is going to be. All right. Okay, so
0: let's go um, – hey, our old boy Jim Struble's back. Hey. He's probably making stinky socks for us. Hey, he was good at that. Up. That yeah. was his thing. Yeah, exactly. His bit. Okay, Carson Wentz at Washington, Andrew Luck at Houston.
2: Oh, So many. <laughs> I'm still going Luck. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree. You know Wentz is going off now this week, Greg. This is about the fourth time we've picked somebody (laughs) over him. Okay, Wentz at Washington or Mariota versus Cleveland at home with with Cleveland? You know what? And I know we're going to disagree on this one because Mariota is your QB start this week. I think Mariota sets up for having a good week. Give me the traditional drop-back Carson Wentz against the team. They're going to be able to move the ball. I'm going to take Wentz here. A guy like Mariota, I don't like waiting around for the rushing yards. I don't like waiting around for the rushing touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to go Wentz there. I know we're going to disagree on that one. Yeah, I got to go Mariota. I, I can't
0: backtrack on my start. So, uh, Okay, standard. Coats or Golden tape. Oh, man. (laughs) All
2: right. Well, let's hope Coates is out now. It makes it real obvious, but I I don't think that's going to happen. So Rick, assuming Coates is going to play and uh, everything I've heard here locally is they're going to give it a whirl because there's really nobody else to put in there. So you're not wasting a roster spot on them. So a uh, 50 per, uh, fractured finger coach or a golden tape. Let, let's that's what I want to look at. We're just going to assume coach is playing.
0: I've cut through I'll cut through it all without even talking about it. My my other sit that I had was golden tape versus that Rams defense. I will go
2: coach if he's playing. Uh, I think we're in, I think we're going to disagree based on this. I think you know Stafford's going to be in trouble, but I think Stafford's going to drop back fifty some odd times if if he can manage to complete four of them to Golden Tate. Golden Tate, you know, and with the lacking in the running game, I believe Golden Tate rushed the ball three times last week. It may even have been four. They're going to get the ball in Golden Tate's hands in this situation. Sammy Coates only has one hand, and the, when he has both, they're not very good. Anyhow, I'm I'm going to go Tate here. So we we can't seem to agree on anything this morning. Neither one of these I feel real good about. I, I worry about that finger. You know, fractured's a lot different than lacerated to me. Here's what I can envision. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to throw this at you real quick. All right. Golden Tate's best
0: week this this year it was at Indianapolis. Against an Indianapolis defense in a 39 35 shootout.
2: He had 41 yards. Oh, Rick, I am not making an argument for Golden Tate here. I'm making an argument against Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates, even with one catch, could surpass that.
0: Well, that's
2: that's a good point. If
0: if he's playing, they think he's healthy enough to play with that banged up hand. I just, you know. I could be totally wrong and Golden Tate explodes, but I just don't see it in this offense. So thirty nine, thirty five. I mean, he has he has gone forty one, thirteen, forty, one, and thirty nine. That's his receiving yards all year. Right, right. It's right. hideous. Right. I and I, he's playing the Rams defense today. I'm gonna to err on the side of logic, I think, with Sammy Coates if he's playing. I just
2: I'm so worried about it. it it's 51 49. You know what? Actually, here's how I'm going to look at it. Here's how I'm going to break it down. Any co- catches Sammy coats has this week are just going to be that streak down the sideline, right? Where Ben just lays it on his forearms and the, and the hands don't come into play. He's not going to get any of those tough catches, any of those goal line looks. So here's the point. Golden Tate's targets are going to triple that of Sammy coats. Now the upside on the targets that Sammy Coates gets is much higher. So I think Sammy Coates is your shoot for the moon. I need points. C.J. Anderson screwed me on Thursday type of play, okay? If I'm normal, if I got a good matchup, and if four catches – for 45 yards five catches for 52 yards is going to be good enough to keep me afloat and maybe he busts a long run because he's going to carry the ball four or five times maybe they he finally gets in the end zone then it's golden tate so for my teams i'm going with golden tate sammy Coates is your shoot for the moon if you've got to get points if you're chasing points to get back to that phrase then i agree it's sammy Coates. how's that for a hedge i can claim i was right either way on that one <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, Rick. Uh, thank you for that
0: input. Now, You're uh, welcome. You are welcome. Uh, Ajee. There we go. All right. Let's get this run through our predictions. And let's get the uh, mail Wow, back, eleven o'clock it's already.
2: Man, we are rolling today. All right. I did not have San Diego beating Denver on Thursday. I believe Rick did. So I am zero and one. Rick is one and zero. Let's start out. Buffalo at home hosting Colin Kaepernick in your San Francisco 49 Yeah, so uh, check out the Arena Sports Network. My uh, Arena
0: Sports Movement actually addresses Colin Kaepernick getting the spotlight starting. I think he's getting what he wants. Buffalo isn't the best place to start, I don't think, uh, your your glorious highlight career. I like Buffalo at home.
2: With that defense, 23-16. It would not surprise me if Colin Kaepernick went in there and found a way to get a win after everything that's gone on. But I think he's going to be humbled here a little bit. I really do. He's been on the bench a long time. He struggled before he found the bench. I'm going to go Buffalo here, 33-16. And I don't even know how much it's going to be about Kaepernick and just the dreck all around him, quite frankly. All right, the Chicago Bears on a bit of a winning streak hosting your Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. Brian Hoyer actually is pumping a little life into this offense. Um, with the caller a while ago, I'm still a believer in this Jacksonville offense. I don't think either defense is, is all that stellar. They're right in the middle of the road. I like Jacksonville 31, Chicago 27.
2: I think it's going to be close. You're going to see big plays either way. You're going to see sloppy play. You know, Jacksonville's proven to me they're not going to go on the road and win a game. Yeah, quite frankly, they're going to win too many games. The emergence of – of uh, let, me, let me try yeah, that, that again. Let's back up. The emergence of Cameron Meredith, Alshon Jeffrey looks like he's going to go. What Cameron, Cameron – good Lord, Brian Hoyer's <laughs> oh, – got to quit reading why I'm doing it. I like the Bears 27-23, Rick. I'm going to set up right now. Detroit, we've talked a lot about this game hosting the L.A. Rams. Detroit and the Rams, all the problems
0: Detroit's having offensively in the backfield there's you know, they have the milkman I think starting today.
2: Is there still milkmen? I don't know. Were you alive to like when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, Was there I a milkman? Remember.
0: Yeah. I remember the uh my parents had like the little metal box on yeah, the porch yeah. and had the glass bottles in there and he'd come and just switch them out and yeah, leave you my know.
2: grandparents. That's like their decorating style. If you go in my grandparents' house, they have like right. molding all around. They got like the, the living room kitchen, dining or the one big room and just surrounded by milk. That's their bit. Not that anybody cares about that, but that's what I think of when I think of the milkman. Yeah. And, uh, but anyhow, now he's playing running back for the Detroit Lions yeah. this week. Yeah, and I back like Detroit track. 24-13 because I don't really <laughs> care right. for L.A.'s offense. Everything sets up that this should be the L.A. Rams are going to win, right? This is right. going to be ugly. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be dirty, and I've got Detroit winning 16-13. We're right. on the same mindset <laughs> there. All right, Rick, your boy Jay Ajayi and the Dolphins are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: I think it's going to be a long day for Ajayi and – just about everything Miami, other than maybe Jarvis Landry getting open in that secondary, Ajayi. might have a tough day. I like Pittsburgh. I think it's going to turn into a slugfest and going blow for blow with Pittsburgh. I don't think they're going to fare too well. I like Pittsburgh, thirty-seven, seventeen.
2: This is yeah, that's something we didn't get to. I do want to mention Jarvis Landry is going to have double-digit catches today. <laughs> He is a big, I think he's an every week play, but there are people who do not believe in Jarvis Landry. He's going to have a big week here. This is the type of game the Steelers tend to, at least historically, not so much this year, play down the competition a little bit. I think this one is going to be unnecessarily close. I think it's going to be a nail-biter for you gingers out there. But at the end of the day, I got the Steelers 27-24. I think it's going to be closer than it should be, but the Steelers find a way to get it done. All right, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots at home against the reeling Cincinnati Bengals.
0: They are reeling, and, you know, you would think that, this is a, a real last stand, you know, for the Bengals, really, because, I mean, they could uh, be in serious trouble, but I just don't think that they can beat New England, and I think it's going to be pretty close. I think they put up a pretty good performance, but, you know, you you brought out your little scale here. I have everything else equal. I have one game. I have... Tom Brady or Andy Dalton? You give me Tom Brady every day of the week, and I'm going uh, New England. 27, Cincinnati 23.
2: Yes, let's simplify this. Tom Brady, including today, will play 11 more regular season football games. I will pick Tom Brady eleven times. I know they play the Steelers next week, and that's going to be a big game of discussion. I'm going with the Patriots. He'll might lose one or two, but I'm going to go ten and two or ten and one or nine and two in my predictions. I can take that. I got New England thirty-eight twenty-seven. One I'm looking forward to, Rick. Who are the Carolina Panthers, and what are they going to do when they travel to New Orleans?
0: Well, it's a good thing that they have Cam Newton back because he certainly adds that added dimension that they need. Carolinas, statistically, like I said on last week's show, statistically, you look at their offense and defensive numbers, they're okay. It's the turnover ratio. They hold on to the football. They're going to win in New Orleans, and that's how I think they're going to. I think Carolina wins a pretty high-scoring affair. I like them 34-30.
2: Yeah, I, we're, we're right on track. I got Carolina 34-31. I think, you know, not the best week off, but maybe maybe just a little reset for Cam Newton. I, I think good things there. Greg Olson really got rolling under Derek Anderson in two wow. weeks. Maybe, you know, maybe Cam was watching that and thinking, hey, I ought to get the ball this catch direction. New Orleans, I think they're going to move the ball. That- on the defense and what we think it is they play well at home certainly michael thomas is a guy i'm excited about if you're looking for a flex option i think michael thomas has a nice day as they try to take away brandon cooks Yeah, you know, sorry dean but i do like kobe fleener this week it's close but i got carolina 34 31 talked a ton about this game rick the giants host in baltimore did you see this weird anomaly where baltimore is playing in Jersey two weeks in a row. They're playing at the Giants this week and at the Jets that next week. It doesn't mean anything. It's just an interesting seeing yeah. that they're so close. You know, right. maybe if it was across the country, it'd be more interesting. But just an oddity I've never yeah, seen. and it it's before. just Baltimore, which right. is right down right. the Right, yeah. Too, so they, they can just drive home any. Anyway. Right.
0: You know, there's there's just something about Baltimore their injuries and everything i mean without um steve smith in there that's a different team they're really anemic i'm going giants 26 24 i i think eli is going to have a good enough day he's got a lot more weapons than joe flacco does and i know their backfield is horrid right now but you know i i think I, Eli is going to pull it out. I like twenty six, twenty four, New York. They got to stop the bleeding somewhere.
2: I agree with everything you said. However, so you're taking Baltimore, right? Here's the thing. I think this is going to be low scoring. It's going to be really ugly. I, I think we can agree on that, right? Because he, I think Odell Beckham gets it going here a little bit. But I think this game's going to be ugly. Baltimore's really good at winning that type of game. The Giants have been losing that type of game, and for that reason, I got the Ravens twenty to seventeen. Uh, We we got Tennessee at home hosting some quarterback in the Cleveland Brownies. This this
0: should be a tight game. Cleveland has been competitive in most games, but they will find a way to lose. I like Tennessee 19-14.
2: Yeah, we're 29 twenty nine nineteen I have Tennessee. I'm oh, not going to yeah. get into it. Big, big game for the running backs there in Tennessee. Washington Redskins hosting the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz, who is going to make us look like a fool this
0: week. Most likely. But with Jordan Reed out, I like Philadelphia. They're coming off the bye week. They're coming off a close loss. Um, I like Philadelphia 34-20. This one's
2: merely a gut feeling. In In the three games he has started – Against the Eagles here recently, Cousins has been really, really good against the Eagles. He finds a way to beat the Eagles. Their lack of weapons stuns me. I think this is a really big game for Ryan Matthews. This is a guy I'm using in daily leagues everywhere. The Eagles are going to be able to run the ball. I think by hook or by crook, the, the Redskins have had a knack the last three weeks of getting that big turnover. Somehow, some way, Washington's going to win this game 24-21. Oh, wow. Oakland Raiders, Rick, at home in what's expected to be some bad weather from what I've been seeing on the tweeters this morning hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, this
0: should be a good game, and it this could be a very uh, significant game in the AFC West. Uh, San Diego just knocked off Denver, who seems to and be Denver's uh, coming back real to the pack and, right exactly. now. Exactly. I mean, this is a huge game. I'm a believer in that Oakland offense, and I'm going Oakland 24, Kansas City
2: 21. If you're bored, Rick, look up Andy Reid's record after a bye.
0: Yeah, I know. For
2: that reason – for the lack of defense in Oakland, I'm going to take Kansas City 30-28. to 28, And I do believe this is the coming out party of Jamal Charles. All right, Rick, game you've talked about a lot, the one you're most looking forward to, the Green Bay Packers hosting Dak Prescott and the Cowboys.
0: Yes, and I think um, Green Bay slows down. I don't think you're going to stop, but I think they slow down Elliott enough to um, allow Aaron Rodgers to show that he is Pretty good quarterback.
2: And, um, well, remember, Rick, I brought him in. He's on Felt Street ah, this boy, week. You've got to factor
0: it. that in. In my prediction, I forgot about that. So now uh, Dallas will probably shut them out <laughs> 42-0. But I'm going Green Bay 23, Dallas
2: 19. Yeah, everything tells me that Aaron Rodgers is going to gag this week, but I can't predict it. This is big boy football Dak Prescott's heading into now, going into Lambo's a different animal, and i got the Packers 26-17. All right, Sunday night football. Boy, I know you're looking forward to this one rick the houston texans host the indianapolis colts yeah actually am
0: probably the only game i'm going to be able to see today but um I tell you what, I cannot rely on the Indy defense and really stop anybody. I'm going to Houston twenty seven, Indianapolis twenty-six.
2: Yeah, I like you know, my stack this week in a lot of my daily plays is Osweiler Hopkins. I think that secondary is so bad. I wish Will Fuller was playing. Jalen Strong's expected to be back. He he might be a guy. I don't know if I'd had the guts to pick him up and plug him in a flex. But there's going to be Braxton Miller, I think, is healthy going to play this week. Anyhow, there's going to be opportunities for Houston against that secondary. I think it's going to be a competitive, if not pretty game. But I got the Texans at home, 27-20. And Monday Night Football, who in the world are the Arizona Cardinals at home hosting the big-time disappointment? Jets?
0: I'm not even going to get into it. They're both kind of – disappointing but i think new york is much more disappointing i'm going arizona 31 24 yeah
2: if this was in new york i I might feel differently but at home i'll take the cardinals 33 24 liked what they did offensively without carson palmer last week albeit against san francisco true all right let's get
0: back to the chat room we've got a few questions in here let's see we did the coach tate okay i have a roster problem with Reed out and nobody to drop is wor- Reed worth keeping bearing in mind his concussion history. is Walker is available to pick up
2: All right, so basically he doesn't want to drop anybody else. Well, days stays confused, so he's oh. probably dropping Jamal Charles and
0: I mean, he could drop anybody and yeah. still have a you know, the top three
2: starting in every position. and it is a two-team league, you know. Yeah, man, this, this is so tough. If you have nobody, I'm not going to take the zero at the tight end position. The I separation hasn't been that great between Reed and Walker this, this I like year. Delaney Walker. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, I, I do it. Yeah, I'm not I'm, – maybe it's more hopeful that this isn't going to be a long-term thing for Jordan Reed, but the concern definitely is there. There's probably somebody I could find on that roster. I'd drop over Reed. But yeah, I got no problem. You're not going to lose – if you drop Reed – somebody else snatches him up and you got to roll with Walker, the rest of you, are going to be just fine. You're not going to love it, but you're going to be just fine. So, yeah, I'd do it. All right. there's, I, there's probably somebody else in that roster I'd drop before I drop him, though. Yeah.
0: Well, not on his roster. Anyway. Yeah, maybe not. But I'll <laughs> tell you what, I, I like Delaney Walker right. anyway, and uh, I would not hesitate because I'm really concerned about Reed.
2: Yeah, and, and I not...
0: saw what happened the last time. What was it? A couple years ago. I can't remember exactly what year it was when he had to con- when he had that he just kept getting concussion right, right.
2: concussion, and, and this is what really worries me about this kid. I think he's going to have a short
0: career, which yeah. is sad. Yeah,
2: and, and to look at it on a narrow view, I'm not going to take the zero at my tight end position if I don't have anybody I want to drop. Waiting to find out with what Delaney Walker is going to do to the Cleveland Browns. Exactly. Today. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to do that. I agree. All right, let's go. Ooh, only 15 minutes left. Let's get in the mailbag, Rick. We'll try to do them quick. Pick one in a PPR. Michael Floyd, Eli Rogers, Tyler Lockett. Eli Rogers. Yeah, we've talked about Rogers all day. We're going to go with him. Start two. We got a lot of Julio Jones questions this week. Nervous about that matchup in Seattle. Start two between Julio T. Y. Hilton and Doug Baldwin in a half point PPR. I'm starting Julio. I am not sitting Julio Jones. Period. Yeah, I don't. I think mean, it. you just can't afford to.
0: Um, you may have a stinker or two throughout the season, but you cannot afford to bench him. Who's the
2: other two? So you need to. We need one between Hilton and Baldwin in a half point.
0: Hilton is uh, what in Houston. Coming off that ten catch performance, right, and then uh, Baldwin in Atlanta. They're at home, yeah. I tell you what, if, if if I think I'm going Baldwin, probably I mean, very close. Very, I mean, you could talk
2: to any Hilton or Baldwin. You could talk me but, into Hilton and Baldwin over Julio, but I'm with you. Julio's just too explosive. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The the Richard Sherman factor, I don't like, but it, it's still Julio Jones. Yeah, Julio could actually finish third on this list, but I think they all have nice weeks. So I agree. I'm going to go Julio and Baldwin close Hilton's perpetually nicked up. You don't you never fully trust that Colts offense, right? You know, I think we've recommended right. Andrew Luckard. All right, Rick PPR flex, John Brown, LeGarrette blunt blunt. Yeah. Brown's just disappeared. Yeah. I, I he's going to have a breakout at some point, but yeah, it's blunt for me. He's going to have a lot more opportunity. Okay. Oh, you're yeah. good with it. Oh, yeah, all right. said
0: Blunt. So I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, you know, you can say
0: whatever you want about John Brown, but he's going to be inconsistent. I right. think,
2: at best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not a bad flex play if I can get LeGarrette Blunt out. What I can see happening, quite frankly, is New England getting up big, and that's where you get LeBlunt, LeGarrette Blount's carries and maybe get some goal line work. Yeah, I mean, you look at John Brown, 8 yards, 14
0: yards, 70 yards, 144 yards, <laughs> 11 yards. That's John Brown. At John uh, Brown. Yeah, yeah he could gonna have
2: get... that luck and a half, but he could have the 8 as well. So exactly. LeGarrette Blunt, I don't think you're going to deal with that. All right, Rick, we need one – One flex in a half point PPR. Chris Hogan, Cole Beasley, Isaiah Crowell. Beasley,
0: Crowell, and who? Hogan. And it's PPR. Half point, yes. Beasley. Yeah. Dez is out.
2: Yeah, looking like he's going to be out. They're going to struggle moving the ball a little bit. I agree with you. Where I think the Packers, you're not going to stop Ezekiel Elliott. He's a real deal, but they're going to try and take him away. I agree. It, it's it's easily close. Hogan's is the high upside pick, but I'm I'm taking a wait and see there. All right, get your pen out, Rick. We need three of these, and this is tough. Odell Beckham, okay, Marvin Jones, Amari Cooper, and Brandon Cooks. So, I guess really to make it simple, which one of those guys are you sitting? Ooh. Wow.
0: Um, I'm going to roll the dice. I think. And, and hope because just the way New Orleans can spread it out, I am right this time that Cooks isn't the guy that goes for 150 and three touchdowns. Because bench is all or bench, um, <laughs> Beckham is almost like Julio Jones. I don't want to have him on the bench. The, the ceiling is so high. Amari Cooper, I'm a firm believer in Amari Cooper and Jones as well has really emerged. I think these guys are safer. Even though Beckham scares me, right? I mean, do you want
2: to set Odell Beckham? I I don't think you can. I think the the mandate is out, although not said for Eli Manning to try to get Odell Beckham's mind. Right. So I think they keep looking his way for me. This came down to Marvin Jones, Brandon cooks. They're, Brandon Cooks is dealing with Willie Snead. He's dealing with Michael Thomas, who I like this week. He's dealing with Kobe Fleener trying to get. Lo- it could be Cooks this week. Marvin Jones is, is the best receiver on a team that's going to throw the ball 50 times this week. So I agree with you. I'm going to sit Cooks. It's pretty close. Yeah. If you if you're really feeling gutsy, I don't hate the Beckham move. As you're furiously typing but, away there, you've got the some nugget is, so- for me.
0: Yeah, I mean I can't I can't bench. No, I mean and I just feel much better cuz I just wanted to double check what I what I had jotted down earlier. Beckham still has 9 more catches than Cooks and almost 100 more yards receiving. Much safer. Right. You know, yeah. I mean it's a much more consistent performance, not what you're expecting,
2: but I think it's better. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right, Rick, we're benching one of this group and there's some folks that, that we've been talking about here. So I think a lot of these you we, we know right away, so we, we need three of these four, Rick. Kelvin Benjamin, Jeremy Macklin, T.Y. Hilton, Chris Hogan, Michael Thomas. This is a standard league. So, really, Rick, this comes down to Hogan and Thomas for me. Of who to bench. Yeah, which one yeah. we're going to sit.
0: I think I'm going to bench Hogan in, Probably. in standard. Probably, yeah. I mean, because you got Gronk, you got Bennett. You've got Edelman. Edelman. You've got Blunt. You got White he, catching five yeah. or six balls I mean, out I, of the I, backfield. I mean, I I think the the averages are for the other guy Yeah,
2: they're both they're both mired in a you know. As you look at Michael Thomas, you got Brandon Cooks, you got Willie Sneed, you got Kobe Flaner, so. Yeah, you, you have concerns there. They're both in similar situations. I'm going to agree. I'm going to go. Michael Thomas, I keep saying the guy I like this week. So, you know, Chris Hogan's going off because we picked against him about seven times this morning. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rick. Need two in a standard. So, which one of these do you sit in a standard? Lamar Miller, Jamal Charles, Christine Michael. That's tough.
0: Wow. Um. Look, I know you're going Charles because
2: you're a believer in him. Who is it? Lamar Miller. Charles and Kristen Michael. I'm not sitting Michael. No, not against Atlanta. I think... Okay. But, and I like your Miller thought, but he's playing the Colts, Rick. Huh? But he's playing the Colts. I know. I know.
0: Why do you have to sit any of these guys? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Because he asked, Rick. Um... Okay, here's here. I think
2: our listeners just test us. Like you postulated that Dean's just yeah. Dean doesn't with own us. any of these guys. <laughs> He's He's just, just playing with us. us.
0: <laughs> I'm going to put out the caveat here. If you are really looking for a win, I mean, if you're sitting at undefeated or one loss, I think I'm going what you've been doing all year, Miller, and who's the other one? I forget. Not Charles. Obviously. Michael. Yeah, Michael. I think you go with those two. If you're shooting for the moon, you're you're 0 and 5 or 1 and 4 whatever, throw in Jamal Charles and sit Lamar Miller.
2: It, all right, this has got to stop. That was my exact answer. If you're above 500, it's Miller <laughs> and my, Michael's the obvious one here. If you're below 500, it's Charles and the most risk is with Charles still. As much as I think he's going to have a big week this week, I grant that the most risk is there. He's got a good matchup, but is he healthy? We we really don't know they're saying he is, but how healthy is he? So I agree with you 100% on that one, Rick. I think Michael's the only guarantee on that list for me. All right, Rick, where where are we at? Uh P- tight end in a PPR, Jesse James or Zach Miller? Zach Miller. Yeah, he's a bigger part of the offense. As much as I like Jesse James, I, Zach Miller's a bigger part of that offense. I love Jesse James. The only problem with James is
0: he's conservatively the fourth option for Ben Roethlisberger. Right. So, and maybe even the fifth that sometimes if like a Wheaton or so forth playing. He's, he's probably moved up the fourth today with, with Marcus Wheaton out and Sammy Coates banged up. But I think Zach Miller has
2: emerged, especially
0: with Brian Hoyer. Uh, that um, I, I think he's much
2: bigger part of that offense. Yeah, I'm looking real quick. Zach Miller was questionable. I'm not sure it was anything. You know, without having the probable, but, I think he was that type yeah, of questionable. Yeah, questionable, it means nothing. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, as long as Zach Miller plays, which I think he's expected to, this is Zach Miller for me. All right, Rick, we need two in a standard league between. This is a big long list here, so we only need two of these. Brandon Marshall, yes. Okay. Jeremy Macklin, Fuller's out, so we can actually scratch that one out. Okay, good. Good. Cameron Meredith and Yeldon. This is even closer to two. I mean, me. we need two. This is Marshall, Marshall and Matt. Macklin. Yeah, this yeah. is easy. Even, a, yeah. even in a standard league, that one's pretty easy. All right, Rick. All right, Rick, quarterback question Carson Palmer or Matt Stafford? Stafford. I uh, I think just based on opportunity he's going to turn the ball over a little bit but yeah I'm not trusting Palmer so yeah Matt Stafford for me. All right Stan uh, I'll ask you but <laughs> standard league Jonathan Stewart or DeVonte Freeman. I guess Freeman. Freeman being in Seattle, I guess I understand the question but yeah I'm not messing with that one.
0: I still think even though
2: Seattle's defense is rugged, tough, they're they're in Seattle.
0: I think this Atlanta offense is really got it going and even though i picked them to lose today i think they're going to be able to move the football on seattle somewhat devontae freeman is going to be involved i know we're talking about coleman and so forth but that's a one-two punch back there and i like devontae freeman much better i
2: am not getting caught with my pants down on these falcons running backs again so it's devontae freeman fresh across the wire It looks like arian foster going to be active today so bad news for for your boy Ajayi (laughs) all right back to the mailbag PPR RB2 Jamal Charles or Terrence West Charles yeah that's Charles with Dixon coming back that makes that even easier all right my answer to this one is sit whatever guy you're not telling us but we need a RB2 in PPR Tevin Coleman or Ryan Matthews
0: So, we're sitting one of these Sit, guys. Yeah. Sit
2: Ryan Matthews. No. Not oh, yet. God. Yeah. Ryan Matthews is, is going to go nuts. You know how bad that Washington really. run defense is? They're well, terrible.
0: Well, you're, you have this man
2: love. Well, for, there's that, too. For Ryan Matthews for the last four years. I understand that, but you don't understand how bad this rush defense is in Washington, right? It's bad. <sighs> How bad is it? I mean, let's play the Johnny Carson thing.
0: How (laughs) How bad bad is it? it? I mean, Ryan Matthews has 146 total yards rushing this year. I understand. He's not blowing the skirts off anybody. He has six receptions. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, this is like Jamal Charles all of a sudden showing up and and we're going against this uh, Washington defense, which I understand is not that wonderful. But I don't know. I mean, after what we saw with Tevin Coleman, I know it's a bad matchup, but it's PPR, correct? Didn't you say
2: it was PPR? Um, yeah, wait, yes, PPR. I still have to go with that. I think I do, but I'm telling you, I love that matchup for Ryan
0: Madden. I understand, too. I love it. Their defense is horrible. They're 30th against the run. They're 21st against the pass. Um, uh, boy, I don't know. I, I, just, He just hasn't exploded. I mean, right, they've right. had successful games, Philadelphia, I'm talking about. i got to go
2: Tevin Coleman. It's a yes. much
0: more higher octane offense.
2: I'm going to agree with you, but it's a hell of a lot closer for me. All right, Rick, uh, QB question, stick with Andrew Luck or pick up and start Carson Wentz or Tyrod Taylor? Luck. Yeah, I think I stick with Luck. There could be some upside for Taylor there, but I'd, I have trouble trusting that. Half-point PPR, James White, Michael Thomas, Jamison Crowder. Okay. Say that again. I was reading in the chat room. I'm sorry. What? Half point PPR flex. James White, Michael Thomas, Jameson Crowder. Mm. Crowder today. I think so, yeah. I, I like that matchup. He's He's been a bit of a disappointment after yeah. a hot start. Returned the punt last week, which, which kept his numbers up as long as your league awards you points for that. I'd still like Crowder. I yeah, I still think he's pretty much first option there, especially with readout, right, I think. Yeah. I'm Gar- right. Garcon's going to get plenty of work this week, but I think Crowder. And let's end on this one. Rick, we are out of time. This is going to be tough for you. Blake Bortles or Derek Carr, your two favorite quarterbacks?
0: um against Chicago at Chicago Oakland's they're home right against yeah, home, Kansas City. Home. I'm going
2: Derek Carr at home I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go Blake Bortles just based on the matchup and Andy Reid being 15-2 and after the bye. All right. So that's it. We have flat run out of time. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to all the callers. You can hear more of the show Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern on Arena Sports Network. Arenasportsnet.com. Fantasy Opium. Oh, God. Back to the Opium. We will answer all your questions right up until 1 o'clock kickoff at Asylum AsylumFootball, AsylumFootball at gmail.com. So until Thursday or next Sunday, we'll see you. Take care.
4: That big You can't expect me to keep my hands to my face. She ain't in the wildin' now, then. She's shootin' whiskey, singin' sweet gentleman. I've gone crazy, learning this town in the paradise city, running wide-ass, so fun, just as fast as this thing goes, won't give it some more, she's my little rock star man, she knows it, now they're gone.